Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. You'll be getting this on the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast feed as well as posting this on orlandomagicdaily.com. I joined Tuck and O'Neill over on Sports Talk Florida 1080 AM in Orlando, sportstalkflorida.com. Uh, for a brief segment uh, talking about the Orlando Magic and where they're at coming after their win over the Philadelphia 76ers uh, on Sunday, February 28th, a 130-116 to win as we head into March, a March that we've uh, been looking forward to for a while, knowing how difficult it's going to be. A lot of road games coming up for the Magic, uh, but it's and it starts with a trip to Dallas on Tuesday, uh, probably when you're listening to this. If you're not listening to this, you already know what happened, and... Uh, I envy you uh, because you know what happened and I don't. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, but uh, uh, they, the guys at Tuck and O'Neill, you know, we talked about a lot of different issues with the Magic, including uh, the trade that the Magic made with Tobias Harris, uh, as well as uh, where the Magic sit right now moving forward and, and who their most important players are. Uh, yeah, I take a stand on some things. So with that, uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over to the segment. Uh, enjoy. The following is an exclusive presentation of Sports Talk 1080, The Team. It's time for Tuck and O'Neill. Tuck and O'Neill are on in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Get ready for action. Orlando, Aaron Gordon got it, rolls it all the way to the other end, driving layup, yes sir. 94 feet comes A.G. to the lid, and he scooped it up and home. Here's a nice play by Peyton. Got in the lane, just waited for the defenders to go by, fall off, and he put up the little one. Time dwindles down, and the Magic win it tonight. They score 130 points, 77 in the first half, and they hold off a fast-charging Philly team. In the second half, Orlando wins it over the 76ers, 130-116. to I think we got a little complacent. We're up a lot, and uh, we kind of just relaxed, and we can't do that. You know? But um, it's one of the things that we need to get better at is playing with the lead and being consistent on defense regardless of how offense is going. And, um, something we need to work on, and we'll work on it, and uh, it'll be better by Dallas. We just need to keep playing hard, and honestly, we need to not be goal-oriented. You know, it's not, I mean, of course it's about playoffs and making it to playoffs, but really it's about getting better and, and uh, being with the process of uh, getting better as a team. I, I neither team seemed very interested on the defensive end, that was for sure. We just we came out and had a really good offensive game, built a big lead, and then uh, you know, they beat us in the second half. So our lead was big enough. We had enough cushion to at least get the win. Scott Skiles, head basketball coach of the Orlando Magic, before that Magic player Aaron Gordon, one of the seven players for the Magic in double figures. Philly had seven guys in double figures. But when the dust settled, uh, Orlando scored the 130-116 to win over Philadelphia. We'll talk about that on Friday night. Uh, really, you could almost see at the post or lack of energy after having played Golden State here Thursday night, traveling late night into the overnight hours, and then getting run out of uh, Madison Square Garden by the Knicks. For the magic of the next 14, only four of those games are at home. 
10 will be away. There'll be five back-to-backs in that window. There are two four-game road trips. That's all between now and pretty much the end of March. It's going to be an uphill climb. At one point, nine of 11 games will be on the road. Next game tomorrow night at Dallas. Tomorrow we'll have the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Followell, who I got to know um, in my trips to Dallas with UCF and some football games against SMU over the years. So we'll look forward to that visit. Next, though, we welcome our friend Philip Rossman-Reich. He covers the magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Philip, good to have you with us. How are you? Good, good to be on. Happy to be here. Well, let's start with the good news. Yesterday's game where the Magic uh, rolled to a huge first half and uh, beat Philadelphia. What did you see that you really liked about the offensive performance yesterday? Oh, aside from just making shots, which is which is always a good thing and right. something that this team's had to work on. But uh, the way they, they broke down that defense, um, they moved the ball really, really well. They were, they were able to get into the lane. Um, it's been good to see Alfred Payton get his assist numbers up. And so the Magic just being able to... to kind of do dictate what they wanted on offense, you know, play with a lot of pace. I think that was a huge factor. I mean, this team talked about running and playing with a lot more pace this year, and we haven't always seen it. And so to see them get up and down the floor, you know, get some stops, get some turnovers, get get some fast break opportunities or catch the Sixers in, in secondary breaks and, and semi-transition sets were was a really good sign for this team. I think that's the way that they need to play offense, and if they do that, obviously they can be very, very successful. And two-part question. One, uh, Evan Fournier dinged up, so he didn't play yesterday. Mario Hazonia started, got some foul trouble early, but otherwise took pretty uh, good advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, I thought he I thought he played really well. I mean, I, I know Skiles was, was, Coach Seth Skiles was pretty hard on his defense, as he has been all year, and certainly Mario has a long way to go defensively, but I thought for his first start, you know, for all the nerves that might have gone into it, I mean, Mario will never say that he's, that he's nervous about anything, but uh, for, for all that might have gone into being in his first start, I think he, he played really well within himself. Um, I think he didn't try to force anything or try to do too much. He took open shots when they were there. Uh, he took open lanes when they were there. He made the right passes when he needed to, and so... You know, he continues to show a lot of growth on the offensive end. He's, he's just got to clean up some, some things on the defensive end and be a little more precise. And then I think uh, I think uh, he'll get the playing time that, that he thinks he deserves. I, I don't think we've had you on since the trading deadline and the deals mm-hmm. that the Magic made. Now, you follow the Magic. I mean, like we talk about for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. What are your impressions uh, this week or more than that, 10 days later, on the deal to Detroit Tobias Harris goes there for uh, Brandon Jennings and Ersan Eliasova, and then the Magic also in a trade that didn't bring back assets, uh, trade Channing Fry uh, to Cleveland. What's your thoughts on those deals? Yeah, they, um, you know, they, it was definitely they were definitely deals to, to clear cap room, and I know that that's you know maybe not something a lot of people want to hear with the team still relatively in the playoff race, only only four games back, but. They they largely cleared cap room. I think the Magic kind of came to realize that the Tobias Harris thing wasn't working as well. That that, that there was something missing, or, or something that that wasn't clicking well, and, and so they went to test the market and see what they could get for you know for probably their their highest paid asset, and realized they couldn't get much of a star or get much much of anything that would that would immediately impact the team. And so they went out and got two rotation player two rotation players for Tobias Harris and and a, and a whole bunch of cap room essentially. Um, Ersano Yasova has, has been a little bit better than, than I expected him to be, especially on the defensive end. Um, I like the way that, that he draws charges and, and, and mixes things up on the defensive end. I think he's a better rebounder 
than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, but at the other at the other side, you know, Brendan Jennings is you know he's he's still working his way back from injury, and it's pretty clear, and he's trying to find a good rhythm offensively, and and his. His game is so predicated on creating his own shot and then and getting himself open um, that you know it's going to be kind of feast and famine with him. I think we saw in the first game against Dallas um, in his first game with Orlando how good he can be when when his shot is rolling. But we've also seen kind of since then how you know how much he can kind of struggle when when he's not getting his shots to fall. And you know it's 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 hard to really evaluate the deal until we see how the Magic use that cap room. I mean I don't. I don't think, um, looking at the way that those two players have played and maybe even the way they fit a little bit, I don't think that the Magic have any intention of, of keeping them and bringing them back for next year, um, especially with, with the potential cap room that they open up by not being on the roster. Uh, but, you know, it, they, they're certainly players that are capable of playing well and finding a rotation spot somewhere in the NBA and, and even with the Magic long-term if, if they, you know, play well in this 30-game audition that they have. Our guest is Philip Rossman. Wright covers the Magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The Magic at Dallas tomorrow night. It's kind of an odd question, but I'm kind of an odd ball. So here goes. Uh, if you were to award medals, a gold, silver, and bronze for the Orlando Magic players, who gets the gold, silver, bronze? Start with the bronze at this hour. At this at this hour. So so just this. Who's been the best? Yes, so gold medal, silver okay. medal, bronze medal. You know, I think I have to give give the bronze medal to to Evan Fournier. Um, he's been one of the more consistent players on the team, uh, particularly on uh, really uh, on both ends. Um, he's he's not spectacular in any way, uh, but but he gets the job done. Um, he's he's solid defensively. I think that the team can can trust him on that end, and then offensively, I think you know he gives the Magic what they need. He He's not someone that's going to force a lot of action and, and be able to, you know, necessarily get you that last second shot. Um, but, you know, he'll make an open three when you leave him open. You know, you give him a driving lane, he'll drive and, and make the right play, and I think that's that's really valuable. Um, my silver medal goes to Nikola Vucevic, obviously top scorer on the team, just someone that the Magic can rely on for points. Um, to, to Defenses have to pay attention to him. Uh, he really puts a lot of stress on the defense with his shooting ability and, and not many centers can do what he does. And so I, I definitely, you know, while there are some shortcomings with Vooch in his game, I, I think he's been a, been probably the best statistical player for the Magic all year. And, and the gold medal, I think, goes to Aaron Gordon. I think we've really seen him emerge um, throughout the season. He's progressed really well throughout the year. Uh, he's probably the team's best perimeter defender in many ways. Um, uh, him, and, him and Victor Oladipo are the team's best perimeter defenders. And and to, to say that from a guy in his second year who still kind of got untapped potential uh, is, is a really big thing. And, and of course, you know, Gordon will have the moment of the season with, with, the, with the slam dunk contest kind of being the people's champ. And so I'll, I'll give him the gold medal, no, no second place for Aaron Gordon on this team. I think he's, he's the guy that Magic are really, really excited about right now. Well, I would find fault with you. And then as you define <laughs> it, maybe I'm coming more to your side of the bridge on this thing. Nice job. That's a pain in the ass for me to try to convince him every day, Philip. So kudos to you, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, you, I, I try. I try. <laughs> you, I'm certainly open to argument. There you go. You you mentioned uh, perimeter defense. Um, if Scott Skiles had any hair left, he probably would have pulled it all out by now by the, the Magic's lack of defense here lately. How is it that a team that – drafted some defensive-minded players. You highlight them, and even Peyton came in with kind of a defensive reputation. Why aren't they better on that end of the floor? You know, I, I think that's the really kind of the mystery of the season because the, the, the plain fact is 
you know, you go back to December when the team was 19 and 13 and seemed really to be in, in position to make the play, to make a playoff run. They were a top 10 defense in the league. And ever since then, they've just kind of fallen off a cliff. And it's, it's hard to figure out why is it, you know, potentially some effort, is it potentially some effort things, some buy-in things? I mean, I've, I've seen that bandied, bandied about around, around a little bit. Um, is it some players, you know, not necessarily making the improvements or adjusting to the way teams are attacking them anymore? Uh, that certainly could be a part of it too. I mean, Nikola, I mean, as, as good as Vucevic has been and as much as I think he's improved on defense, he still kind of struggles on the defensive end, uh, containing pick and rolls. Um, he, he doesn't hedge a lot, and so that puts a lot of pressure on Alfred Payton. To, to get around screens quickly, and he struggled with that as, as a young player, still learning how to how to you know redirect point guards away from screens or um, you know off of angles that they want to take so that he can recover better. And it, it's just been a it's been a complete mystery. The team just hasn't been in sync, and you know it'll snap on for a few moments, and they'll play really good defense and, and give themselves a real chance to win. And then some moments it just it just won't work, and they're not closing out properly or they're not, you know, they're not hitting those fundamental things that they, they work, they've been working on all season. And it just, for whatever reason, it, it hasn't clicked fully with this group that, that how much they need to commit and, and how much precision they need. And, and some of it just might be youth that, that they just don't know. And there's, you know, they got comfortable with the success that they had earlier in the year and, and they just can't reach back and, and grab it again. And so it's, it's been difficult to pinpoint exactly what's gone on with the defense, but, but certainly it's been a big storyline throughout the season. I haven't spoken to anyone that actually thinks Rob Higgins' job is in danger, but how important is this offseason to his future as the team's general manager? I think I think this is a big offseason for for him and for the Magic. Um, you know, they they had one, they've already had one year where I think they they felt like they didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish um, in in last season, not getting to a competitive level. I think essentially this season was the season that they wanted to have last year, and so they've they've kind of had some of the success that they wanted to have. They've obviously already eclipsed last year's win mark. Uh, I, I think we'll see them be in the playoff conversation all the way in, into the end of the month. And I think they said, we want to play meaningful games in March and April. We don't want to be eliminated from the playoffs in February like we have been the last few years. Being four games out, it's, it's a small chance that they make the playoffs, but certainly the opportunity is still there, and they certainly still have a lot to play for. So in, this, in that sense, this season can be viewed as, as a moderate success, if not a complete success, because they, they may not make the playoffs. But this season now, Hennigan has to start a- answering some questions about this roster. Which guys is he really, really, really willing to build around? Which guys uh, are going to be a part of this team's future? How does he bring in players to supplement the roster and get them to that next level? Um, it, I think the time of collecting assets and collecting young talent is over. It, it's, it's now time to build a team. And Hennigan's been really good at finding good young players who are ready to break out and just need an opportunity. Now it's time to say, okay, which of these young players fit well together, and when they fit well together, will they win? And how and and how what how do you determine success with with that group that you have? And so this summer he's going to have to, you know, probably spend some money. They've, they've got a lot of cap room. There's going to be a lot of pressure to to, to go go get a big name player and kind of make the puzzle piece puzzle pieces fit together a lot better than they have of late because it, it still seems like the, the roster is still a little bit mismatched. They're just a collection of talent rather than team. Now it's time to build a team. Philip, good stuff. I very much appreciate your input when we have you on. We'll look forward to another visit soon. Philip Rossman Reich, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Covers the magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The magic. 
My thanks to Chuck and O'Neill for having me on once again. I'm always happy to join their show. One of my one of my favorite shows uh, in the Orlando area. You can listen to them on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 a.m. in Orlando, sportstalkflorida.com from 3 to 7 p.m. That's on your radio, 1080 a.m. in Orlando, as well as streaming online at sportstalkflorida.com. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys, and thank you all for listening. Uh, once again, uh, there'll be an episode of Orlando, the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, previewing uh, the Orlando City game, Orlando City season coming up. Uh, I know not everyone is from the Orlando area, but uh, those for those that are, they might be interested in that. Uh, and we'll also have, uh, I think Zach and I are planning on doing another episode of Orlando Magic Live uh, later this week on Thursday, so keep an eye out for that. We'll promote it. We'll get the links out. I'll post it on the site so you can watch it live on orlandomagicdaily.com. Uh, we'd love to have your interaction. We'd love to have you interact with us live during the show. That's why we want to do it as a Google Hangout, but uh, we'll, 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 hope, we'll hopefully get the next one scheduled here very, very soon. Thank you all for listening once again to the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.